Hey everyone, welcome, welcome one, welcome all. It is another week hanging out with me. Thank you so much uh, for finding it a best, a bless, a blessing and a benefit uh, to spend this potentially one hour long uh, podcast with me. I'm going to try and make it half an hour, but you know how it is with me. Anything can happen. But today we're going to talk about divorce and remarrying. So it is, yeah, this is so going to be a long episode, but we'll see what we can do. All right, let's begin. All right, listener appreciation for this week is going to go to another podcast. I'm having a moment with podcasts. And it is the God is Real, God is Good podcast and the hosts of that podcast are sisters they're a sister team so if 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 one of them is great we have both of them together so this is is this is just going to be fabulous so it's Kylie and Camus Johnson Uh, so they're sisters and I actually just finished recording an interview uh, with Kylie which was pretty cool and yeah I really appreciate the purpose of their podcast which is to demonstrate that God is real and that God is good in people's lives. So I shared a little bit of my journey with her and yeah, it was really awesome. I really, really enjoyed spending time with her. So make sure to check their podcast out and yeah, be blessed. Okay, so we're going to talk about uh, marriage, divorce and remarrying. And I really want to begin this episode with This is not me trying to convince you that you shouldn't get a divorce and it is not me trying to convince you that you shouldn't remarry either. So please, I hope that you don't see it as that or hear it as that, but rather I would just like to take this opportunity to maybe give you some things to consider if you are in the process of uh, looking at getting a divorce or maybe you are in the process of remarrying. I am not trained and qualified in any of this apart from anything that the Holy Spirit gives me. Um, So also please don't take this as professional counseling advice or therapy um, in any kind of way because I am just showing something that I have observed as I have looked at these three ideas of marriage, divorce and remarriage. Okay, so I don't know what the goal is. I have no idea what's going on in lives um, at this point in 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 all our lives I guess but I have probably in the last 12 to 18 months have spoken with people who are going through difficulties in their marriage and obviously coming from someone who knows what that feels like I have sat and and I've spoken with people I have spoken on the phone with people I have had people message me Um, so it, it seems like everywhere there is something going on with people's marriages and there are difficulties, there are challenges, there is, um, a lot of pain, there is a lot of discontentment, there's a lot of stuff going on with people's marriages and for someone who, you know, I've been with my husband for 22 years and uh, we have been married for 17 years in December. So in December, we'll um, celebrate our 17th year anniversary, wedding anniversary. And I, I have gone through challenges in our marriage 
I have I have experienced what it's like to be in a position where you're like, you know, is this the best? Did we really make the right decision? Are we compatible? Does he love me? Do I love him? I've gone through a lot of that stuff and I just want to share with you maybe some stuff that I have sat down and really thought about whenever it felt as though you know we should get a divorce maybe that's the best for everyone um when I have really seriously considered getting a divorce um and when that has been really the pushing force in in what I wanted to do with my life and it has happened I will say it has happened throughout my marriage there have been Uh, specific chapters I guess within my marriage that I experienced those types of feelings I remember one of those being when um, we first moved out here 11 years ago there was a lot of stuff going on and and I that was where I that was where I'm like I don't know what we've done and um, another chapter was around the age of 21 where I was like you know I literally could just leave right now so I've, I've I've had these moments within my marriage where I have had those thoughts and Stevie has had those thoughts as well so it's nothing that you know we we don't feel comfortable sharing we've always been very open about our marriage and I, I guess just being genuine and authentic that it's not like the movies and it's not like we thought it was going to be in our minds um, it definitely has come with a lot more challenges than what we probably ever thought we would but as I discuss marriage and, and as I've, you know, when I've sat in that position where I'm like, I'm ready to just leave, you know, we'll sell the house, we'll do whatever we have to do. When I've been ready to do that, God has been really good to me in, I guess, making me very observant. I observe people a lot and I guess with my own experience, maybe with my own issues, I am able to look at people and make observations. You can call it judging them, whatever it is, you know, if judging is doesn't seem like a nice word, then maybe I have observed people. And as I have gone to know them, you know, my observations have either been corrected, maybe I observed things that I was very were totally inaccurate and then other occasions I've observed observed things and they have been confirmed so one thing that I will say um okay so let's talk about marriage Uh, and I think I've already discussed about marriage so I won't discuss too much I really want to discuss about divorce and remarry um remarriage so marriage is definitely not what it's supposed to be Uh, we have these ideas that marriage is going to be perfect we're going to be in love with each other forever and ever and you know till death do us part of course it was going to be till death do us part I would never want to leave my spouse okay within whatever however long it has taken for you in your marriage um, some people experience that you know after 20 years of being married and some people experience that after two months of being married they realize oh this is messy um Whenever it is that you came to that realization that marriage isn't perfect and marriage isn't what it's made out to be in terms of like romantic movies, romantic songs, uh, the media in novels where they're just always happy and they're always in love and he's perfect and she's perfect and they always treat each other perfect and everything is just perfect. Why is my marriage not perfect? So obviously there is some false expectations that we place on marriage and 
I, that's not what I'm going to discuss. So I'm going to move on to that. So let's accept that. Let's acknowledge that. Now I'm going to divorce. And I, again, please, I'm not telling you to not get divorced, but I, I guess I'm just wanting to share with you some things that I have considered when divorce has been an option for myself. I have seen people that have divorced and then they have remarried or they've gotten involved in another relationship and I have seen that there have been struggles in that relationship that honestly in my mind I was like oh I'm pretty sure you had that in your previous marriage like I remember you telling me that that was an issue and because of that I can honestly say that there are some things that we carry from one marriage to the next, to the next, to the next. And if you don't want to put it as marriage, we carry from one relationship to another. If you have insecurities about certain things, you carry it from one relationship to the next relationship to the next relationship if you don't deal with it. And I, this is my personal conviction on divorce. I believe that in some situations when you are faced with the the desire to to get a divorce I believe we have come to a point of refinement of character where God is inviting us to allow ourselves to be molded and shaped and to be recreated with a different way of interacting I feel that when we are at a point where I'm just going to finish this relationship because there is no more potential for growth, there is no desire for change, we've been fighting about the same thing for the last 16 years and you know I don't see that he wants to change or I don't see that she wants to change. I believe we get to a point where we're like, there's just no hope for change. There's no hope for improvement. Let's move on. And and, and again, I will say that there are definitely situations where divorce was necessary. I have seen it. I've seen it firsthand where I'm like, you know what? You really need, he wants a divorce. That's probably the best thing for your life right now because it was just psychologically damaging. It was abuse. So please don't get me wrong. Um, there's a difference between abuse and things just not being our ideal. So I'm talking about situations where things aren't ideal, things aren't maybe the way that we would like them to be, maybe he still throws his clothes on the ground and you have to pick it up or you know maybe she continues to whatever, always complain that you never do enough or I don't know, that's another thing that men say a lot about, she's always spending the money, whatever, whatever it is. I think things like that they're workable. They're things that God is calling us to work on rather than to walk away from. So that's my contribution with regards to divorce. I I pray that you may really sit down with God and consider, hey, why why are we at a point where I want to leave? And are these points something that cannot be worked on? Is it things that maybe I need to reassess in the way that I am perceiving them or interacting with those things? Um, I'll give you an example. So this isn't really me, but I have heard other ladies express this thought. So he doesn't pick up after himself. 
what does he think is does he think that I'm like his maid does he think I'm his servant does he not care about me does he not realize that you know I, I'm, I'm already doing so much during the day why can't he you know at least pick up after himself okay so let's say that you know a woman has gone on you know seven years and this is what has been happening and she's like you know that on top of the 10 other things that you know are just repeating themselves my my response to that type of situation is if he's not picking up after himself there needs to be communication there needs to be a situation in which the wife says to the husband hey I just want to let you know I would really appreciate if you're able to pick up your clothes after yourself because when you leave that I feel like you just automatically expect me or assume that picking up your dirty clothes is my responsibility and as two adults I think that that is something that you should be responsible for because I don't leave my dirty clothes on the floor waiting for you to pick that up so that would be my way of approaching that I would have that discussion with my husband I would talk that I would discuss that now, if we've already had that discussion and had the discussion, not just, why don't you pick up after, like, not that, like, let's not introduce drama into this whole thing, but hey, let's just, hey, Stevie, I would really appreciate if you were able to pick that up. Um, I don't feel that that is my responsibility and you are an adult. You know, it's not like you're a little kid who doesn't know where to put their dirty clothes. That would be my way of approaching it. Now, if they continue in that same way, they don't, they Stevie Stevie doesn't do this so it is very hypothetical Stevie keeps putting his clothes on the floor and he keeps leaving it there and leaving it there my approach to that and this is me so please don't take it as you know completely divine and sacred but my approach to him repeatedly doing that would be I would leave his clothes there and I know that that may just seem like nightmare for some people um, and the same would happen for husbands I know husbands there are husbands that do everything in the house they clean they cook they do all that sort of stuff so if you're a man that that is responsible and that is actually happy to contribute to the household in that way awesome stuff high high respect for you but if if you're this I'm just giving you the scenario of the wife and the husband but obviously please flip it if it is applicable to you in in the opposite but if my husband continues to leave the stuff on the ground, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave it there. And if it's six days worth of stuff, I'm going to leave it there. And if it's two weeks worth of stuff, I'm going to leave it there. Because I've already communicated what I believe is the accurate way that two adults would interact and how two adults will deal with this situation. This is not about, you know, me telling you what to do and it's not about me trying to control you and it's not about me being lazy. It's not about me being selfish. It simply is the fact if you were in any other house, you would not do that. If you were visiting someone's house, you would not respond that way. Therefore, would it not be common sense that you would interact and respond and behave in the same way in our house. So I would leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it. Honestly, just leave it. And then at some point, he'll be like, oh, she's not picking up my clothes. I have two weeks worth of clothes in a pile. I better start picking it up. So there are some things that I believe we just don't want to invest the energy and the vulnerability of discussing it and trying to come about finding a solution to things so I would like to invite you to prayerfully see what are some things 
within your marriage that are causing you pain, are causing you to feel negative emotions or have negative thoughts? And how can we actively work on finding a solution with this in the best way that God would want that? Again, you know, it's not um, something that like, what would be another application? And so it's domestic stuff, but let me find another application for it. Um, you're always on your phone, okay? You're always on your phone, you and your phone again. We can make comments like that or we can sit down with the person and say, hey, would it be okay if at the end of the day we just had half an hour where I would love to hear about your day, hopefully I can share about my day and it would just be really nice to just have that time where we are able just just half an hour, 30 minutes, no big deal. We can even put a timer so that it doesn't use up more time. There's such a different way to approach it rather than are you on your phone again? If, if the reason why we don't want that person on the phone is because we want to spend time with them or it's because we would like, you know, to just share with them or to have some sort of emotional connection with that person by sharing about our day, by having a conversation, then we can express that in a way that isn't attacking them, isn't causing for a negative response to that so that's what I'm I'm saying are there some things that we can just discuss communicate express and be vulnerable with that may actually bring about a solution and if we feel that there is no solution then we just continue to work at it if that person still is always on their phone and they don't want to sit and talk to you then maybe you join them in their activity Um, maybe like if I'll give you my example just with Stevie because that's just the only thing I don't know what examples would apply to you but let's say let's say Stevie's always on his phone which he isn't Um, so again hypothetical let's say Stevie's always on his phone I want to spend time with him and he we've talked about this half an hour he hasn't been consistent Uh, we haven't been able to sit down like I had planned that we would have that let me go Stevie likes, uh, he, he has a really awesome veggie garden done for us. So he goes and weeds every afternoon. He goes and just pulls out a little bit of weeds. Let me go out and weed with him and ask him about his day while he's weeding. There are practical things that we can do even when the other person doesn't want to cooperate. We can still do really practical, proactive things to bring about that change or to bring about um, that area that we want to improve or that we want to change or that we want to you know do differently so that's divorce and again like I said there are going to be examples and there are going to be situations where divorce there was just no other option Um, with abuse victims domestic violence um, people that are mentally and verbally abused so please you know I, I still I still would recommend communicating that but I think if someone is abusive to you it's usually a lot harder for someone to really want to change and and you can tell when someone wants to change and when they don't want to change and prayer I mean you can pray for their hearts to be changed but I have seen one situation that was messy for like 12 months and the person did not want to change like they just wanted to continue being manipulative and just honestly outright crazy but anyway so there are situations where there just there is no other hope and I I do suggest separating prior to divorce spending a time separated and then coming back and saying hey where are we at with this thing um 
are we willing to address those things are we willing to look at the things that have caused us to separate and if someone doesn't want to you cannot force someone and you also aren't forced to put yourself in a position that can be dangerous and potentially um, really be harmful for your mental health and physical health okay now I want to go on to remarriage, which is probably the topic I actually want to talk about the most because this was the revelation that God really gave me about remarriage. Um, and I guess any relationship, I would even, let me include in this like adultery. So if you're in a marriage right now and there is the potential of you being in love or being in a relationship that you want to invest in romantically, um, intimately, and maybe even sexually, while still being married, this is included in this. Uh, so I will, in, yeah, so include remarrying, um, new relationships, and even adultery. So those three things. So as I have sat and talked to different people, and I have seen, I have seen how, I, I guess we'll say forbidden relationships. Let's let's talk about adultery first. I have seen how forbidden relationships can place discontentment into someone's life with their marriage. Okay, so um, let's give you the example. I met someone, let's say uni, okay. <clears throat> I met someone at uni. They treat me so nice. The guy's really nice. He's really sweet. He's always saying hi to me. I come home and Stevie's busy weeding. And I'm like, great, the guy doesn't even spend time with me, but he's got plenty of time to go and weed or he's got plenty of time to do that. And when I come home to a relationship that is 22 years old and I feel whatever I feel, at what my 22-year-old relationship looks like. And for anyone who knows what that feels like, it's like when you buy a brand new car and you're like, this car is the best, you know? I, I have a Hyundai, a Hyundai, however it is that you pronounce it. So I have a Hyundai and it is like three years old and it is sweet, really like my car. Um, I, I really like it. I'm really happy with it. But let me see how happy I would be with that thing after 22 years of owning it. It's going to be dirty. It'll be dinted up. It'll be scratched. Um, maybe it's got like, you know, annoying noises when I drive it. My 22-year-old Hyundai is going to be very different to my three-year-old Hyundai. The way that I see it, the way that I interact with it, the way that I enjoy it. And if someone pulls up next to me, in the latest model Hyundai, and I'm looking at my 22-year-old Hyundai, I can guarantee you I'm going to look at that new model Hyundai and be like, wow, I really like that. I wish I had the newer model. My model is pretty good, but look how look at the features of this model. And I'm going to say that within, you know, adulterous relationships or even within a relationship that is starting after a divorce, I want everyone to sort of keep that in mind, the fact that it's a new relationship. And this is something that God really showed me because I was I, I was just thinking about certain things with certain people and um, their situations. And I was like, you know what? But this is why 
that relationship seems so exciting. I'm like when I when I looked at what was going on in the dynamics of their marriage and and um, their friendships or relationships. You know, some people it's it's just purely a relationship. Uh, sorry, some people it's just purely a friendship. So as I've discussed with like numerous people who have found themselves in this situation where they are tempted by a friendship within their marriage or whether they are tempted, sorry, rephrase that, they're not tempted, they're divorced and are getting into a new relationship, they will compare the old relationship to the new relationship and they'll be like, for example, let me give you my example, my husband, if I'm divorced and I'll be like, oh, but I remember Stevie, you know, Stevie used to go, always go out and, and weed and he always had time for weeding, but he never had time. And let's say Robert, you know, my new relationship, Robert always makes time for me. Robert just, he always wants to be with me. He always wants to, you know, spend time with me and Stevie never did, but Robert like, you know, in the 12 months that we've been together, it's just, he calls me, we talk on the phone, he sends me text messages. I can compare my 22 year old marriage to my 12 month relationship. And I, I can already tell you, I'm not, that's not even my scenario, but I can already tell you my relationship with Robert is going to seem like it's perfect. But what I really want people to understand, if this is the position that you find yourself in now, and this is before divorce and after divorce, my relationship with Robert at 12 months, I need to compare that at 12 months with Stevie. When I was with Stevie, our first 12 months, and obviously it was for longer than 12 months, but I'm just giving you that, that time because that's just the example I've given. But if I compare Robert's first 12 months with Stevie's first 12 months, I can guarantee you there's not much difference. But what if I spend 22 years with Robert? What will my relationship with Robert look like at 22 years to what I'm comparing my marriage at 22 years with Stevie? And I think that is something that we don't consider. We're comparing an old model Hyundai, which is our existing marriage, with this new relationship that is being nurtured, that is cultivating with whether it's in a marriage or out of a marriage after divorce, however it is, we're comparing two things that are very different. It's like comparing, you know, um, an athlete who is like 22 years old and comparing it to an athlete who's like 57. You know, you just are comparing two things that you cannot compare. One is one is at like their 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 best performance um, age. They're they're at the prime of their health. But we're comparing it to something that someone that has been an athlete for their whole life, but they have arthritis. They do have a sore hip. Um, they do have, you know, issues with their balance. But we're trying to compare the two and then trying to justify the fact that the reason why I'm leaving Stevie for Robert is because Robert really loves me. Stevie doesn't love me. Stevie doesn't make time for me. But the reason why Robert, or why I perceive that Robert really loves me is because we've just started. It's the beginning. It's the new model Hyundai that I've just stepped into and it's going to always look better than my 22-year-old Hyundai. Now, in saying that, please don't get me wrong. I do believe that um, people who have remarried, uh, people, even, even for people that have been involved in, you know, adulterous relationships, I do believe that there is 
a sense of love in those relationships. I do believe that maybe um, people have um, surpassed some area of discontentment. Maybe Robert does really like, genuinely like to spend time with me in comparison to Stevie who goes and weeds instead of spending time with me. And there, there are some genuine points within the comparisons that we make. But at the same time, I think we have to be very careful to compare my 12 months with Robert and be so completely certain that after 22 years of being with Robert, that Robert isn't going to go out and weed his garden just as Stevie did at 22 years of being together. That is, I think, the danger that a lot of people, as as I have talked to people and in my own way, when I have thought about, you know, I could probably get a better relationship when um, I was in those moments of um, thinking that divorce was, was the solution to my um, my unhappy life. When I sat down and I thought about that and as I've observed other people's relationships and how they've interacted within adulterous relationships and outside of, you know, just friendly relationships and then people that are not longer married and going into second, as I've observed all of that and collected all the data, you could say, I can honestly say that I feel that the majority of people are comparing apples and oranges. They're comparing two totally different things and thinking that the solution is this the solution is for me to just you know get a divorce or for me to leave my husband for this you know relationship that I have with this other person because that is true love that that person truly loves me rather than really seeing the reality that that person has just met me Um, that person is getting to know me Maybe we are more compatible. Maybe they really do love me. Maybe, you know, whatever, whatever it is that we tell ourselves to justify that um, we would be better or that we would be happier or even that it's God's will for us to move on to that relationship. I just really want you to consider what that relationship would look like 20 years down the track, what that relationship would look like once, you know, you're dealing with finances together, once you are looking after a home together, once you are both busy and, um, you know, working and being, getting home and you're all tired and, and neither of you, you know, you've had, both of you have had a bad day and you don't want to hang out and, and cuddle and do whatever it is that you and whatever the person does. I really want to invite you to just project where this relationship would be given the same circumstances the same environment that your current marriage has would it really be that different would it really be as good as you think it would be if it was exactly if it was yeah if it was in the same conditions and in the same environment as what your marriage is right now and I honestly feel that many of us would agree that it would probably be in a very similar place maybe with a few differences whether it's compatibility whether it's different values whether it's you know whatever things that we feel that whatever things I feel that Robert has that Stevie doesn't have but in terms of the connectedness, in terms of the intimacy, in terms of the emotional highs and all that sort of stuff, 
all of that will probably be in exactly the same place. And that's why I, I invite you to really consider if divorce is the fix it uh, for the situation that you find yourself in now, or is it a more so a matter of just trying to work through what's going on now? I remember watching um, an episode of Red Table Talk where Jada Pinkett Smith is interviewing, I don't know who their guests were, but I think he was a rapper and his wife or... I can't remember what it was. And so she, what was his, her name was Tiny or his name was Tiny. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. It was this guy and his wife and Jada's, you know, interviewing them about a period in their marriage where they separated and then they came back together. And she says to them, why did you come back together? Like, why didn't you? And I think one of them was in a relationship during that separation. I can't remember what the goal is. But they were like, why did you get back together again? Like, why didn't you leave each other? If you guys thought that you were so bad, because I don't know what happened, but they shared about, you know, how how he did this and she did that. And it's like, why would you come back to that? And they basically shared, they're like, they're like, I had too much history to start over again. And I think with us, we need to keep that in mind that sometimes within our relationships, there's so much history that for us to start again, We have to create a new history and I can guarantee you that that new history will come with its challenges. That new history will come with the reality of, oh, they do this and they they chew really loudly and they snore and, oh, I didn't realize that he likes to leave his clothes on on the floor. That new history that you create within a new relationship is also going to come with its mess. The stuff that you have been able to work through in your current marriage you're going to have to work through that all over again with a different dynamics, with a new relationship. You're going to have to deal with the fact that, you know, they want to watch TV and you want to read and and they like to run and you like to sleep, whatever it is that, you know, you're going to start again, not just with the good, not just with the happy emotions and, you know, the lovely text messages and the nice, you know, phone calls. You're also going to start with the messy domestic stuff that we have had to deal with in our current marriage. And Jada Pinkett Smith then responds to that and she makes a comment like, you know, there are some people who can go all the way through with divorce. And she's like, I couldn't do that. She's like, I couldn't do that. I couldn't go all the way through with a divorce. She's like, I'd rather just fix what was broken. And, and I think that that is a position and, and I, this is my personal opinion. So again, please don't take it as like, this is my counsel for your relationship. I personally believe that there comes a depth of maturity in a relationship when you can be very intentional about fixing what is wrong. Within my own marriage, there are things that Stevie and I have had to address. There are things that we have had to communicate. There are things that we have, we have faced together and it has created such a such like a safe place to share our emotions to share our fears to share our insecurities that it has honestly made us so much stronger in the way that we communicate and express ourselves to each other where i can honestly tell you we did not have this 5 years ago we did not even have this like 3 years ago um We have learned this in the last few years where we're like, you know what, Stevie, 
and and it's because I've been very intentional. Stevie probably probably prefers not to deal with things this way, but I have just got to the point where I'm like, Stevie, I need to hear you. I need to know what's going on in your head, what's going on in your heart. How is it that you perceive things? I'm like, just let me know. Like, how is it that you you see this situation? And he will tell me. Um, I mean, ideally for me, I would like to do that even more. But I, I accept and I respect that Stevie doesn't isn't wired up like that, and and he's not in a position to be able to communicate the way that I want to communicate. So I'm very respectful of allowing him to not be uncomfortable in the way that we're sort of trying to communicate with each other. But at the same time, he has been able to get so much off his chest. And he has been able to express things. And I have learned so much because I have understood so many things about him in a way that I thought he was expressing it, in a way that I thought he was sharing it, in the way that I thought he was, you know, responding to it, not realizing, oh no, the guy actually is responding in a totally different way. What's going on in his head when he sees this, when he, you know, when we act like whatever it is, what's going on in in our marriage, he's like, oh, the guy actually sees it so different to me. And because of that, it has made me wiser in how I interact with Stevie to be very aware of, oh, Stevie perceives it like this. So let me make sure that I clarify that this is not what I'm actually trying to say or what I'm trying to do. It has really made us be in a position where I do believe we are so much stronger um we still got stuff that we're working through obviously I think every marriage and every honestly it's every interaction with another human being has stages in which we have to work through things and we have to process things and we have to learn to communicate and to be okay with letting Stevie know when you do this I feel like this like it literally makes me think that you treat me like this we've gotten to a position where you know even within friendships within families people can't communicate on that level on that on that type of of profound vulnerability and I can I'm so thankful that I am cultivating that with my husband and that he's also seen the benefits of it and I think within marriage when we're getting to that point of I need to just get a divorce he doesn't understand me he doesn't want to listen and I get it some people don't some some husbands and some wives don't want to listen they don't care um, so I get that and, and I guess that's somewhere where we just have to really seek God's guidance and really pray um, about what we should do. But in the situations where I believe that there is a lot of issues going on, um, a lot of it can be resolved just through communication, through vulnerability and through us making the decisions to help bring about that improvement, which is my my example is just leave the clothes on the floor. Don't pick it up. If you want him to pick it up, don't pick it up. Um, if you want her to, you know, whatever, spend less money, make her aware of, you know, how many bills there are and, and what the budget is. And, and then if she doesn't want to, then, you know, you just have to pray and see about how God helps you to deal with that. But every situation I think comes about communication and really trying to get a willingness um, and praying for your spouse to have a willingness to want to go about creating that change okay that's all I think I I really want to talk about but yes please the the biggest point that I felt impressed to share about in this episode was comparing a 22 year old relationship to a relationship that has just started Uh, please be very wise in how you make those comparisons um, and always 
always be aware that yes, a new model car is always going to look better than your 22 year old model car, but that doesn't mean that your 20 that your new model car isn't going to look the same 22 years from now. And that's what I think sometimes when we are considering new relationships, we forget that. That 22 years from now, this person is probably, the the relationship or the way that we interact is probably going to be very similar to how we've interacted uh, with our previous marriage or with our current spouse. Okay, everyone, that is it for Counselor Catalina and in in brackets, unqualified counselor. So um, yeah, thank you for spending that time and I pray that there is something that uh, was a blessing in this and I pray that, yeah. It, it may be used in some sort of way by God uh, to maybe guide you to consider some other things. All right, until next time, my prayer, my hope, and my desire is that you always stay warm in God's love, that you stay cool for Jesus' name, and may the Holy Spirit be the one that always gives us a guidance, discernment, and wisdom in all situations um, and in all relationships. Okay, see ya.